From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State and all across America and the world, this is the Big and Wild Outdoors with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan Swindle, and Bill George. Hey, 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 stop that. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brayden Gunn, Bill George, and Mike Singleton in the studio. And uh, Diego's back, so we're all here inside on this beautiful Saturday morning. Thank you so much for joining us for hour number three. We've uh, been chit-chatting up here for a couple hours. Don't forget, unlike Mike's mom, all you have to do to go uh, listen to a show or a past show is go to bigandwild.com, and you can find the past shows. Or you can listen live if you're out of town. And uh, I know we have a lot of new well, listeners up in the Wisconsin area. Well, uh, thanks to Annie Newt and others out there that are. You can also the go country. to Money Talk Ten Ten. That's true. There's a listen live button there, so maybe that that's her best option. Well, that's the I'm same. It's, it's the same button. If you go to uh, BigandWild.com and listen live, it takes you to Money Talk Ten Ten. That's why I said you click on that button and then you click on the listen live there, and boom, about a boom, but yep. it's all right there. So and, it's Di- all good. and Diego will get the podcast up. Do you going to be able to get the one up from last weekend? Huh? Huh? I'm working on it right now. He's working, working on it right on now. It right now. Uh, as we like to uh, bring up every year, because it seems to be a yearly cycle. You ever notice this, Bill George, that uh, at least sometime during the year, usually before hunting season, all of a sudden hogs make the news, and it's usually focused on states with huge hog populations such as, oh, I don't know. Texas. Texas. And uh, there was a story out this past week uh, where the U.S. Department of Agriculture is now warning <laughs> about a, now I love this, they're warning about a swine bomb. A swine bomb? What? A swine bomb. Does it involve Tenorite? Uh, no. Okay. It's a swine, <laughs> a swine bomb here in America amid the rapid increase in the country's wild hog population. The department has listen, estimated listen. estimated that there are nine million feral hogs that have been reported in thirty five states across the country, and Texas has the most. I, I, I got these people Biggest. who are, um, I, I I don't know how quite nicely to do it, but the people who don't want you out there hunting things, but how do you think they're going to turn around and feel? And let's say we just stopped hunting pigs in Texas for three years. What do you think would happen? They'd be overrun. What do you mean they'd be overrun? I, I think they would be overrun with hogs. And then you got all those newly arrived Californians who uh, you know are paying big money for their lawns and stuff would be out there uh, screaming and uh, sound like the Yankees down here. Back home, we didn't have these I problems. <laughs> back, back home, we didn't have hogs rooting up everything. Y'all need to get control of this. Why are they out here eating my but, roses? But they don't want you to have a gun. I, you know, there was there was a person. Story was told. I was seeing a bunch of hogs on place, and I sat there and said to somebody about going and hunting those, and he, I was told that some farmer was asked if they could go hunt his farm with the dogs, 
and get the hogs. And the farmer told him, no, you stay off my land. No. And after that, all the hogs they caught got dumped on the farmer's land. <laughs> That'll fix it. Well, you know what? And you don't have to do that because when the population explodes because of the swine bomb, uh, they'll do that on their own. And the now, next thing you know, they'll be uh, calling everybody. What if a polar wa- ver- vortex, vortex that's another good hits word. the swine bomb? <laughs> I just listen to all these terms. Where's these this people. going, Bill? It's, uh, Where's that going, no, it's, boy? it's like all these terms. <laughs> it's, it's all the terms yeah. that they use for all this stuff. It's like, what the heck? Well, it's got to well, be it's dramatic. Kinda, it's kind of like we were talking about, what, two weeks ago where I, I had posted a picture of uh, Michelle and Mac with the alligator, and I got sad faces. I got mad faces and all that on my Facebook. But if if we don't do something, these things are going to be everywhere, and it's kind of like these these pigs, they I have mean, they're going to be everywhere. Well, they, the state has documented that the hogs are in all but one of the counties in the state of Texas, and they estimate that they have 2.5 million hogs at the very least. And, of course, the Texas Farm Bureau is saying, well, you know, these hogs can get out there. They can produce 50 to 100 hogs, one female, in a year, you know, and, uh, you know, which I find that kind of hard to believe because they do have predation that does happen on the very young ones and no, uh, they just say it produces they, they yeah. don't say they grow to yeah adult. but they don't they don't give you that part in the story they just they give you the gloom and doom there's a hundred pigs coming out of there that's a yeah. hundred hogs running around out there uh which is not true uh it says that uh when they talk about agriculture it's not uncommon for them to lose about 35 to 40 percent of their crops due to wild hogs and the Department of Ag estimated that the country roughly loses about $1.5 billion each year as damage caused by wild pigs. Uh, every state, uh, they do have a picture of every state that has wild hogs in, in green, which I find extremely entertaining because there are a lot of states on here that you would not think that there would be wild hogs located. Like where? Uh, well, let's say Hawaii. Oh, no one's carried them over yet. Why would you think Hawaii doesn't have hogs? Well, I mean, a lot of people, for the lay person, they would think, how would hogs get there? They're not going to swim across the Pacific. Whatever. But then you would look at another state and think, well, there's got to be wild hogs there, and there's not, like Alaska. Hawaii is actually a pretty rich hunting state. Where do you think? uh, You can go hunt. All kinds of biologists will find a reason they need to bring the hogs there to take care of another problem, and then they'll get out of hand. Just give it a few years; they'll have a problem. Yeah, bring some fire ants in. That'll yeah. take care. Of it. <laughs> uh, give me your estimates on what states do you think don't have hog problems right now? Out of the uh, 50, 51 states that we Washington have. State, Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin has hogs. Washington State has hogs, but they probably don't have a problem. Uh, they're they're the, I'm sorry. Let me describe it the way they are. Wild hog invade 35 states. So they are invading there. Delaware. Uh, Delaware. Delaware is hog-free at the moment. Hmm. I got Okay. Eastern (laughs) Seaboard, New York. There's not much. uh, There's no hog problem in New York. Vermont. Uh, Rhode Island, Connecticut. Uh, Massachusetts, Delaware, uh, what's MD? Maryland. Maryland. Maryland and D.C., but but they are a problem in where? New Jersey. Jersey. You know, where they, you know, they don't want you hunting anything in New Jersey. 
uh, they have a problem in New Jersey. Now they these must go well with surf and turf. Here's what's really <laughs> amazing to me, though. I you know, uh, Montana, no pigs. What? Idaho, no pigs. Wyoming, no pigs. All three big states with what? Panthers. Panthers, wolf population, foxes, oh, yeah. badgers. What about uh, California? Things that'll kill. Oh, yeah, man. They're all over the place in oh. California. Uh, Nebraska. Iowa. Minnesota. Good old boy states. They're out there popping them off as they come no, out. No, hog- there are no hogs there. Yeah, so uh, I guess you could say that. Yeah. South Dakota. But here's the shocker. They have invaded North Dakota, <laughs> which I'm thinking... Okay, Montana, Wyoming, South Dakota, Nebraska, no, Iowa, and Minnesota. No, no. I'm almost done. Surround North Dakota. So how in the hell did they get into North Dakota <laughs> if they invade North Dakota if they didn't come through those other states? Somebody must have turned them loose. Hog exactly. farms. Hog farms. No. No, they brought this in some is, Russians. This is, this is what I tell you. They brought in They Russians. probably just yeah, they don't know boys. they have issues in some of those other states. Yeah, or they uh or it's not so bad yet as to where they're screaming and yelling about it. But you also got to remember uh out of those big states that I named, there's really not that much growing out there. I mean, Montana, it's not known for a uh you know, big corn producing yeah. state. Maybe they do wheat or something, grasses, I don't know, but uh Wyoming, they don't grow anything Nothing. out there. But Rocks. Nebraska, Iowa, yeah, they do. South South Dakota, all those pheasants, you know, they're growing corn out there. But how did they get to North Dakota without crossing any of those other states? They must have swum up some river. Sasquatch carried him under his arm. Sasquatch. Skunkade. Skunkade. That's right, right there. I'm going to call it an Department of Agriculture and let them know that, Bill George. Next commission meeting. Next commission Bring it meeting. Up. That's where to do it. We have to kill more skunk apes. <laughs> it's the Big Wild Outdoors taking a fast break. Brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay right now. I'd hate to be you. Nuts on that wah-wah pedal there, Bill George. He's up. Big Wild Outdoors, thank you so much for joining us. Breaking Guns, Bill George, and uh, Mike Singleton. Uh, we were talking a little bit about the uh, hog bomb that's going on these days in the uh, states where they have invaded their invaders. And uh, i got to ask you, Bill George, what do you think the number one reason now for the hog population explosion is right now that's going on in, in Texas? Where, right. you can, where you can hunt hogs all year round. What do you who, think it who is? Did, who, who did the story? It's Department of Agriculture. The original story was... Uh, uh, global warming. It's got to be global warming. <laughs> Close. COVID. 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 COVID is uh, keeping people... The pandemic has left lots of feral hog hunters inside that they're they're not going outside to, yeah. to kill pigs. I, 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 I want to tell hiding. you, I don't know a single person... That wouldn't go out hunt. 
Exactly. Because of COVID. That is the stupidest what, thing. What more social distancing can you get? I, besides fishing by I, yourself, I, I mean, have no idea. I mean, there were, don't get me wrong. There was a short period of time in which some people went, ooh, you know, and, and travel and access was restricted, you know, but. I didn't see many hunters sitting at home because they're afraid of it. I think the number one reason why the hog population has gone uh, and exploded is the very reason what Bill George said. Hi, Mr. Jenkins. I'd like to go out and hunt hogs on your property if it would be all right. No. That's why. Access to land, access to private land, access to hunting or agricultural land, uh, where you go out there and you volunteer your services and you get a stiff and, and uh, steady no. And I think that's the vast majority yeah. of it, is that uh, private landowners say, no, don't want you to. Don't want you out there tromping around my woods, killing my hogs. What the, what? They ain't turkeys. I'm doing yeah. you a favor, bro. I'm killing it and bringing it out. Who's on the phone? Is that Tommy? Tom. Tommy, what are you doing? Uh, floating around in the pool watching uh, watching a guide uh, fish my dock. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you wouldn't post all those dang videos on social media, they would never know they're there. Oh, everybody in St. Pete knows where my dock is. That's all right. Well, now hey. they do. <laughs> of course hey. they do. You want to have? Some- the, I'm watching the snook bust uh, bust the the chummers. They're throwing Bonnie and Clyde. The labs are out at the end of the dock, keeping an eye on things. So it's all good here. Hey. You know, you know how you slow those guys down. It's, it's an old Tommy Rivers trick. You walk out there in your tidy whities with a Glock stuck in your underwear. Oh, no, nah, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm not one of those Karens who thinks they own the bay. I love. I love Karens, watching people love catch it. fish. And uh, <laughs> hey, we're 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 all we're all in this together. And it's, uh, you know, I, I I like I like watching people having a good time. Listen, right. I love it, Karens. Listen, that's awesome. I, what I what I'm going to do for you, we we'll have a little fun. We'll go take, and I'll give you about oh about a hundred foot of rope. And we'll we'll submerge it about three foot under the water. <laughs> nah, let him fish. And now, I get I get enough I get enough free lures just from the people who can't cast that <laughs> they end up snagged all over my my boat, my lift, and the dock. I get I get a, a constant uh, refreshing of the tackle box uh, by people whose casting yeah. ability is less than uh, than optimal. See, but <laughs> see, but you cannot do a true survey on that because you have a targeted <laughs> non non-professional yeah. but if we put the yeah. line in the water we get the professional hung too and what we can do is get an accurate assessment of what they're they're using as bait Good and, idea. and we can <laughs> we can turn around and uh you could have your own web page on here here's what they're using today's boys. Yeah, so, that's, that's a good idea. Uh, so you're not out there spraying them with the water hose and yelling no, and no, screaming no, 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 no. and acting like a fool out there, right? No, no. no I I uh, I've got uh <laughs> five of those deep glow underwater lights so on friday saturday sunday oh, night yeah it's a it's a constant stream and you know I, I i enjoy watching people and as long as you know as long as they're respectful and you know uh, and don't uh, you know make tons of noise at two in the morning i don't care you're that you know, mine, dock go off, mine go off about two they shut off about 2 a.m so <laughs> you're that dock owner we love you yeah. spend all the money <laughs> for it, us but you guys were talking about the, the hogs and how uh, you know they're they're spreading. You know, this year I have I have my place out in Missouri, and this year is the first year that I've had any significant hogs show up on uh, on camera. Uh, and uh, I run I run twenty six cameras across my property and keep you know keep an eye on what's going on. And uh, 
funny thing this year is, you know, when I started getting lots of hogs on, on uh, camera, uh, all of a sudden one day uh, I got a, you know, a big, big black bear. And uh, after that black bear showed up on cameras, I've only had one picture of one hog since, uh, since he uh, started making his rounds, getting ready uh, for winter. And, uh, you know, I don't know if it's just, you know, coincidental that the hogs have moved on on their, their normal route or if they just didn't like the fact that that, uh, that bear was, uh, was now in the neighborhood. But they, they uh, other than just one big uh, boar that is kind of a resident, um, all the hogs have kind of disappeared. They smell that bear. They'll be back. They're getting out of there. You know that. Oh, they, I'm, they're, they're, they're I'm sure they'll be back. But, uh, and we've, we're, we're making plans to deal with that. But. It was interesting how all of a sudden they showed up and were like, "Oh no, here we go, we've got the hog problem." Then boom, you know, we get we get pictures of hogs and bear one night, and then after that, it's like, "Hey, where'd the hogs go?" Well, now I know we did a we did a we talked about it on the show uh, last year about Missouri and how a lot of ranchers and property owners were getting a little miffed that they couldn't take care of the problem themselves at the. Uh, well, you're, you're allowed to hunt. You're allowed to hunt hogs on private property in Missouri. You're just not allowed to hunt them on state land. Yeah, that was the problem, and a lot of people were saying, "Well, I'm butted up to state land, so they're right. coming from state land, rooting up my which stuff." Which is my situation. I, I butt up to a to a large, you know, about uh, ten thousand acres of state state owned, and uh, you know, so there's no hog hunting going over there. They do fly it after deer season ends and the leaves are down. They do fly the helicopters and uh, and shoot them from helicopters and do yeah, some of those things. And then right Missouri likes the landowners to uh, to contact them when they have a hog problem, so that the state can come in and set up traps. Um, I don't particularly want to give the state of Missouri permission to just you know because that then they have free range of your property whenever whenever right. uh, they they see they see fit. Now, and that, um, so you know, I will I will trap them myself, uh, as you know, as opposed to letting the state just you know have blanket permission to come on my property, which they uh, technically, but the Department of Conservation does have that right, you know, to check and make sure I'm following the rules. But uh, you know, I don't have a problem with that. I just don't want them, you know, blanket, you know, in the middle of the middle of the of the of prime time. You know, I would hope they wouldn't come in to check the. Uh, the, the 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 traps when i've got people out you know trying to shoot deer do they yeah. do they have a season or is there a license you can purchase or something no to they, they are, hunt they're state? still considered a feral animal they just have have banned people from hunting them on state property and their logic is that you know by shooting them they say you break up the sounder and you cause the hogs to spread they need to call it, texas it, and ask them how that's working out for yeah them. which is the dumbest thing in the world because you know us floridians have been shooting them forever in a day yeah. I, I, you know, you shoot, you shoot a hog on a feeder, and he'll that uh, his buddies will step over his dead body. <laughs> yep. to, That's right. To, Amen. to get to the corn, they'll and, be back you know, tomorrow. Oh, they even will, if they run over, off yeah. when you shoot the first one, wait twenty minutes. They'll be, as long as there's corn on the ground, they'll be back. Well, you know, you think about uh, the state. The, the, now, the, it was important for what Tom said was that the state of Missouri wants you to call them so they can send a helicopter crew. To go out there and fly around and try to shoot them. What did we say that that was or, or last they year? Will set up, they will set up. Uh, they trap. will set up traps uh, well, on your property. Well, I'll tell you how the, successful. They, I'll tell you how successful they were last year. In 2019, they uh, killed 10,000 pigs. <laughs> Missouri did. Missouri. <laughs> and, yeah. and, wow. and we all and we all know that unless you kill like seven or eight out of ten hogs, you're just staying equal with your population. Yeah. You're ten, doing nothing to uh, reduce it. Ten grand is probably a really good weekend in the state of Florida yeah. for just regular hunters. 
I mean, guys running dogs at night all over the state, trappers, people shooting them on private land, hunting year-round, all that stuff. I would say ten grand would probably be a pretty good number for just one weekend here in the state of Florida. Good, a good starter number. Yeah, yeah. a good yeah. starter number. But 10000 and think about how much each one of those hogs cost the taxpayers in Missouri because find a helicopter, helicopter fuel, getting the snipers in, getting the sharpshooters in, hauling the, the carcasses out because – uh, they got to have ground crews to go in there and pick them up and bring them out and all that kind of stuff so they can do necropsies on them and see what they're eating, where they're going, blah, blah, blah. I mean, dude, those 10,000 uh, pigs probably cost uh, half a million dollars, okay. if not more. Well, well hey, the, rule, the rule on my farm is if, if you're deer hunting and you see a hog, it turns into a hog hunt. There so. you go. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> That's I, I, got a, I got a question for you. You know, all these people complain about all the bears they have. Which would you rather have, the bear or the pigs? Well, you know, if you ask my property manager, he would rather have the pigs because he feels there's less chance of him running into a, a pig that's going to try to do anything when he's wandering around uh, <laughs> doing doing what he's got to do. Yeah. But you know, I said, well, Dave, how many how many how many times a year do you, in Missouri do you hear about a black bear attacking anybody? We uh, in, a, in an av- you know none in, in, because they an don't average talk. fall when we're really running the cameras hard. We probably see uh, an average of about five different bears on, on my particular property. And uh, in the spring, then, you know, if we, if we leave cameras out, we'll get the sows with cubs. Um, but, you know, they are, you know, next year they are considering a Missouri bear hunt because just like every place, the population is increasing. Um, you know, uh, we're not sure what form that's going to take, whether it'll be residents only, a draw, or how they'll, they'll run that. But, uh, you know, they are they're having this having to have the same conversations we are here in Florida that, you know, the bear population is getting to the point where uh, something's going to have to be done to manage it. My yeah. buddy uh, Raleigh's listening. He uh, texts in. He's like, need to get a bunch of good old boys from Florida together and go up there and uh, take Show care of the tent. Done. Get her oh, done. Oh, get her I, done. I do. If I could, you know, me and Jonathan, if we could get our kidneys straightened out. You know, unfortunately, my kidney issues cost me my uh, Chama elk hunt with Bill from G5. And uh, and and we're still I'm still fighting it, and so I'm hoping it's not going to cost me my entire deer season. But you know, health comes first. Yeah, yeah that is yeah, true. Yeah. Well, I know that if uh, the problem is, and I think we've touched on it a little bit, uh, those uh, Missourians are just as fervent in their nose as Floridian agricultural people. They don't want people tromping around their property. They don't know and. If you went up there and knocked on a door and said, you know, hey, Mr. Wilson, can I go back here and shoot pigs off your property? Chances are they're going to say no. That would be the, the well, most, unless you as, know somebody. You're, as, you're, as a property owner, I'll chime in from, from, from that, that perspective. You know, when if you open your, your property up to, you know, people, uh, unfortunately, it also opens you up to the liability side of things. And unfortunately, we live in a litigious society and, uh, you know, uh, you know, and if I if I don't know you personally, uh, and I don't know how how you're gonna respect my property and the game that that calls my my particular place home, you know, it's kind of hard for me just to get blanket permission for you to be out there when I'm not there. I don't, you know, if, yeah. in, on my place, you if you if you're climbing one of the ladders or using a climber, you must wear uh, a harness. You know, uh, if you are. Um, you know, going to be out there with a firearm. There will be no alcohol until after you are done hunting for the day. You know, there are certain rules that we have that, that we we keep in place to protect people. And unfortunately, just that blank permission sometimes uh, makes it difficult. 
That is true. Well, I know Tommy. Someone knock on doors and say, I know Tommy. Can I hunt your property? Yeah. Well, Tom, thanks for the call, man. We got to take hey, a break. you guys have a good day. I'm going to float around here and listen to the rest of the show. All, All right. right. Be safe out there. Yeah, All man. Right. Get healthy. All right. We're going to take a break. We're brought to you by Brandon Ford. Stay there. We'll be back. Welcome back, everybody. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors. Brady Gun, Bill George, Mike Singleton in the in the house. I don't know if it was Tom. I don't think it was Tom, but someone just sent me a meme that just came up with a simple new game you can play with a cat. <laughs> put the cat in your arms. Put a Glock in your other arm. Fire the gun and see how long you can hold on to the cat. World record is 1.3 seconds. <laughs> You laugh. Because I what, can only imagine how bad you'd get tore up if you did that. If you what, were, one of the guys cat. I work with, he has a cat, <laughs> and the cat was not feeling well. It really was just lethargic, wasn't moving. So he proceeded uh. to go look about taking it to the vet, went to pick up the cat, and that cat has his old arm. He, he must have got hit Four, five times from that cat trying to get off of him and away from him. Because he was sick. He didn't want to be bothered. They, and that's what I, I, do, I said. I would the have cat, done the same thing if I had the flu. The cat was hurting, <laughs> and you touched it. Uh, my gosh, he looked. I mean, I uh, I sent uh, I I forwarded a uh, a video to uh, Bart the other day. There's a little concrete pier that sticks out over by. Um, uh, North Shore uh, Beach in St. Petersburg. There's a, it's actually just a, a storm drain. Okay, it's it's a runoff from the streets up on the hill around old nor- old northeast. You know where it dumps all the oil and everything from, and grass clippings straight <laughs> where, out into where, Tampa where Bay. It and, cleanses cleanses the neighborhood. Yeah, well, well, where people like to go swim, you know, yeah. or fish. And there's a cat apparently that lives in a hole that's underneath there. And this cat, a regular house cat, or used to be somebody's house cat. Now feral. This this ninja, when those seagulls land on that thing, this sucker gets out of that hole, creeps along the side, jumps over the top, grabs a seagull, drops back down, and runs him right back into the hole. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, that is awesome. <laughs> But then I'm thinking, uh, for all those people who think, oh, feral cats don't do anything to uh, the wildlife. They don't do anything. <laughs> More like, songbirds are killed by cats. Oh, yeah, than, than hunters, that's for sure. And it's because we can't shoot robins anymore. But anyway, uh, that's, uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to show it to you, man. I mean, this cat has got this down. Uh, uh, this is not his first time. He knows that he can hear him. So you know, what's he do? Live in a hole there or something? I, I guess he's got a little hole underneath there, and he pops out, runs down the side, leaps over the side, grabs one, jumps back over, and this thing's going <laughs> out into the cave, and it's gone. Now you know that sucker does it at least every three days. I mean, the cats—I don't know what their metabolism is, but how long can he gnaw on one of them nasty old seagulls? <laughs> 
couple of days, I guess, yeah. something like that. Yeah, I and wouldn't. I wouldn't think in Florida heat that one would last very long. Uh, well, it's moist underneath there, especially uh, yeah. when you got the tides and all that stuff. You'd yeah. be fine. Like I said, no, they would be covered in mush. It turned to liquid. Oh, that, that cat's that cat's destroying it that day. I'll bet. Oh yeah. And then laying back for a couple of days, like like you said, about every three days he gets out, grabs him one, takes a couple of days off. And it's amazing how many fire ants you'll actually encounter while you're out there at the beach. How in the world did they get out there? Seriously, they're everywhere out there. Like hey, hogs hey, in hey, North hey, Dakota, hey. man. They're they're turning vegan and eating the seaweed. Is that? <laughs> then why do they eat my feet when they're out there? Uh, speaking, you're stepping on them. speaking of downtown St. Pete, I got a call in the middle of the week uh, around uh, 11-ish, which is not good when I get a call from uh, my brother Bart, because uh, usually he's asleep by then, you know, because, you know, he's really late, chefy stuff after the kitchen. <clears throat> Doesn't get home till about 1 o'clock, 1 o'clock or 2 in the morning. So I get a call at 11, and I answer the phone in my usual manner. What happened? And he's like, I just want to give you an update. I'm, I decided to come down to the new pier, bring the family down, and check it out and do some fishing. So the first thing, Can of you course, fish from it. So the first thing he encounters, me and the family are walking up the pier, and uh, someone rides by on a bicycle on a beach cruiser and screams out, "Put on a mask!" Blank, blank. Oh. Uh, which Bart is not a small individual. He's a, a large human being, which he. Re- uh, immediately retorted with mind your business little boy <laughs> <clears throat> which of course he kept writing and did not say anything after that but immediately he went out there and started fishing and next thing you know he's got off this rock pile he's pulling off mango snappers man he's pulling off some nice mangrove snapper and every cast he's hooking one and bringing it in I mean they're not overly huge and he wasn't prepared to take anything home so he's catching releasing out there next thing you know in the middle of his fishing he gets a little tap on the shoulder, tick, tick, tick. and it's some little uh, security person, personnel type peer guy. Excuse me, sir, uh, you can't fish here. Is there signs? <clears throat> Which Bart immediately said, um, I don't see any signs here. And uh, my fishing license says that I can fish anywhere I need to where it's legal to fish from. And there's no sign, no ordinances posted, nothing here. And the guy says, it's on our website, sir. It's posted on our website, and that's all we need to do. And he said, no, that's not what you need to do. You need to post a sign-up that says no fishing as per ordinance 910-whatever-the-heck-it-is out Mm -hmm. there and put on no fishing. And you better make sure that you have the rights to pass said ordinance. Exactly. And uh, the guy said, well, as I told you, sir, it's posted on our website. Don't have the internet. What's the next step? That was the first thing he said. He goes, "Well, what if I don't have the internet? I, I'm not. I'm not going to go look up where. Where do I even find that on the internet? Yeah. Is it the city of St. Petersburg? City of St. Petersburg Commerce? St. Petersburg Pier? Where, where am I looking for this sign? And it's not a sign. It just says fishing allowed at the end of the pier, at the very end, like it used to be on the old one, mm-hmm. but not on the approach going up to the pier." At least that's what it says on the website. But there's nothing posted on there. So <clears throat> Bart being Bart said, there's no sign here. I'm going to fish here. And, he, and the guy says, well, I may have to call the police. I may have to call the police. And Bart said, while you're at it, call the FWC because I'm not budging here until a fishing game officer arrives 
and can show and your police officer can show me the ordinance and where it's at and where I can locate it and make sure that the FWC officer knows that as well. Right. And the guy went, okay, sir, I just don't want to be difficult about this. And he's like, I'm not being difficult. I'm trying to fish. Yeah. And the guy walked away. No cop showed up. No nothing showed up. So now what he wants to do is he wants to do a uh, massive. Fishing tournament. Fishing tournament. Massive takeover of the pier. (laughs) So anybody who's listening, I say go fish on the pier today. (laughs) We'll call it a protest. Oh. A fisherman's protest? Yes. Sure, why not? That would be fun. We get out there, you know, you get about uh, 500 after, people after to show November up. After November 1. We'll have to uh, get the uh, St. Pete, uh, the Tampa Bay Fishing Club, and no, all no. their 50,000 no, no. plus members involved in we'll, it. We'll, and uh, we'll, we'll turn around, get the equipment, we'll go broadcast from the pier. Well, we'd probably have to have a permit for that. No one's saying broadcast from the pier. Oh, sure. You know, where are you going to get power from? You got to tap in. You got to be in a twelve an area. volt battery and an inverter, baby. <laughs> you Cell be, phones. You got to be in an area that's not, uh, you know, a hindrance to. You know what? They'll come with a thousand different things unless you pull a permit. Peaceful protest. Now, if we want to sit in your truck or something and do it live while we're sitting in the parking area, I'm sure we could do that. Yeah. You know, that way we can also be fully armed. <laughs> that way we can be inside of our vehicles in our conveyance and allowed to carry whatever we want to carry in case uh the uh, bullhorners show up yeah you know the ones that like to pester people while they're trying to eat their meals at moon underwater that kind of thing but uh, but the guy said uh you know i just uh, i don't want to make things difficult <laughs> go back there Susie. find out what day he's working and let's let's make sure we do it on a day that he's working. Uh, who? The, the, security, the security guy. The security I don't, guy. I'm sure he's working every day. I don't. I don't no, know what their schedule might not is. Be. What do you want me to do? Walk up to every uh, security guy. And go. What's your work schedule here? Yeah. I just need to know what you're, when, what days you're working. Where do y'all hang your schedule? You're obligated to tell me that, even though there's no sign posted. Hey, <laughs> maybe maybe you can invite Christman. Oh yeah, tell him to wear a mask while he's there, <laughs> even though he might be outdoors. But uh, so uh, Bart was uh, pretty livid, in it, and he says, the next phone call you get from me will probably be as they're, uh, they're dragging me away from Liza, his wife, going, I need you to drive over here and bring some bail money. So, uh, But nothing ever else happened. So I'm sure that now that it's been pointed out, somebody somewhere through the higher-ups, you know how it has to roll uphill. They it's, there do you have sign. the right to say that? That's a public, public place. And he was when built this, with public dollars. When this when this pier was being built, I don't know how many times people went on to Rick Christman's page and asked him specifically, "Will we be allowed to fish on the pier, on the pier?" And they are always resounding, "Sure, yeah, it'll be open for fishing." Not to say that it's you know one little uh, ten by ten corner over on the northeast side that you can uh, fish from. Uh, you know, or something like that, crowded like it used to be. They need to, to paint a, a big square. You can fish in this area. Yeah, you know, go down yeah. on the end where you're sitting there with a bunch of visitors that are fishing with pin four-aughts with a 150-pound test line, <laughs> reeling in uh, ironhead yep. catfish. Yep, and keeping them. And keeping them. Putting them in a bucket and yeah. going to fillet them. Oh, sure. <laughs> and, you know, whenever they get a tangle, you just roll off about 80 or 50 yards and snip it off and, uh, you know, just let it float out there in the great beyond. <laughs> You know, the good old days. Hey, we can wait till it gets cold and burn a couple tires to keep warm. Yeah. We'll get to Gino's phone call when we come back from break. Gino, hang on. Don't go no wires. 
I'm sure he's going to put in his two cents when it comes to the pier fishing. Carlos is in. I know he's in. Actually, if we want to make a double. Carlos is going boat fishing. You don't say you can't boat fish from here. And we want to go double trouble. Not only will we fish, but we'll all openly carry while we're down there. Have AR strapped on our backs, AKs, flamethrowers, 454s, whatever you want to carry. We may have to do it after the show so Diego can go video. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be a good episode for living the water life from inside the jails of 49th Street. All right, we're going to take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors brought to you by our good friends over at Brandon Ford. Stay right there. We'll be right back. It's the Big and Wild Outdoors, Fred Gunn, Bill George, and Mike Singleton. Looks like we've uh, we've awakened an army. My phone is now blowing up all over the place, so uh, yeah. we'll uh, have to see. I think uh, uh, we'll, have to re- we'll have to rename the whole thing uh, Barton's Raiders or something yeah. after uh, our in honor of our grandfather who was part of the uh, the original Raiders that uh, landed on Iwo Jima and other islands as well. Hmm. Gino, welcome in, man. What's going on? Hey, Braden, how's it going? It's going good. Hey, man, by the way, I think we're going to go trick-or-treat the old hood. Are you going to be at Mom's place? Uh, I can't probably going to watch out for my mom, my uh, my own neighborhood. I just had like six little girls move in on this block. I'd hate to bum them out. <laughs> but, uh, Braden, I had probably 45, 50 kids two years ago. Last year, I did not get one. Yeah, last year was uh, low numbers for us as well. That's listen, why we went to the old listen. neighborhood. You probably gave out Smarties or something. No, no, I had good stuff because I hate it all, man. I think the Laffy Taffy pulled the last filling out of my head. <laughs> but anyway, hey, Braden, I mean, you know, the pier was always a great spot for mango snappers. Yeah, well, now and, they got those rock piles over on the other side, and uh, Bart had stumbled upon to them and said there were some really nice ones in there. I used to get them, you know, 16, 17 inches. I mean, you didn't have to measure them, man. You know, and uh, but I went down there. I got I got to tell you, I don't know why they tore down the old pier to come up with this plan, (laughs) because I just it's just a big concrete sidewalk with a bar and a restaurant in the end. And Doc Ford's I went there to eat is pretty good, but it's an uncovered. I don't know, half mile long sidewalk in the sun. Yeah, and I and everybody that uh, you know the certain people like it and others do not. And uh, I looked at it this way: if they're going to build a big concrete pier out into the middle of the water, uh, who's to say you can't fish all the way from the land all the way to the end? I mean, they I be able to fish every square inch of it. Right? And, and you know what's funny is if you can't fish from the side of the pier onto the well, approach, as they like to call it, but yet if I drop a kayak in over there at the old uh, at the old beach location. And kayak my butt over there. I can fish all that area all I want to. All day long. Well, well, the bottom line is that pier was built for the people who've been here for five years, not the people who've been here, family's been here 100 years. Yeah, well, yeah, that's true. 
You know that uh, that artwork thing I call it Granny's clothesline. <laughs> I mean, it's as ugly as a mud fence, and it's lit up at night. And it's uglier. I just want to see a seabird or something get caught in that. And I know the artist donated the what do you want to call it? Cargo net. I I don't know. I haven't seen it. Over I haven't been there. You know, but the city donated all the concrete and poles to support it on. So, sure. I, I, it, honest to God, it is the most underwhelming. I mean, I knew it was going to be ugly when I saw the renditions of it, but to go actually go and see it is so ultimately underwhelming. I think I figured out why they don't want you fishing around that thing because you might get uh you might get something hooked on it you know, on the back cast nah, or something it's really <laughs> on the mud fence in the fishing area. I mean, I just, I just this whole thing is it's really I don't I mean I mean. I went out there, I took Lisa out there, and she's not from here. She's from Louisville, you know, and, man, the old pier had something for everybody, walk around, you know, everything, restaurant, bars, little shops. Now, have you fished the pier at all yet? I have not, and I, I'm not going to bother going there. I saw the designated uh, fishing area, and it was kind of like uh, 300 people a minority in door to a restaurant in the 40s. I mean, that, it just, I, you know, I wonder what would happen if we put up a duck blind on the side. <laughs> yeah. oh, I, I didn't see a well, sign saying we can't. <laughs> <laughs> we are not fishing. You could probably, I don't know if you could get away with it on the end of the pier. If you were facing away from the pier, we'll have to talk to Officer Nick because the other two areas are designated as marina areas. So you probably couldn't be within the marina areas uh, discharging a firearm. Why? Um, well, because you may injure someone. Who knows what rule they come up with? But you know when that? we were kids, I mean, you could fish for flounder on the beach part of the pier to mangoes in the middle to snook or whatever. I remember one time, man, I was out there and we were shark fishing. Asked this guy, uh, this guy had a stack of pompano in front of him, six or eight pompano. Yeah, you got anything we got for bait? Yeah, I, I got these jackfish here. Oh, these jackfish here? Yeah, I'll take them off your hands, buddy. <laughs> yeah, sure. Make some uh, nice uh, fish spread out of them. You're all good. Yeah. Just these jackfish. Oh, you're welcome to them. Okay. Thank you, sir. Well, that area but, around Spa Beach right there uh, where they used to be there, that was actually a pretty good spot to fish uh, off the off that area for snook, especially at night when they used to have the lights on the pier because it would light up that circle right there, and they would run from underneath the pier along the beach there. That was always a good spot. Throw a big old shrimp out there and freeline it, and bam, man, they'd knock the crud out of it every single time. It, it was a great, great snook hole, great for mangoes. Yeah. And, yeah, pompano, you know, around any, any pier or anything else. But, yeah, there's spotted sea trout. You know, the current was never really, really strong there. Nope. Like it was on the Gulf Pier. Right. So That's you can fish both sides. But, it. you know, sometimes at night that place got crazy. People would be up there in any kind of – if you had a canoe, a john boat, whatever you had, they were up on that old pier. They would well, it depends, on the time, it depends on the time of year. When you had the visitors, they used to come down and fill up all the little motels down 4th Street. Uh, the pier was covered with fishermen. Yep. I mean, it was uh, from one end to the other. They were at every little cubby that was cut out, you know, where the little benches were. They'd all mm -hmm. be set up there fishing all the way down the, to the end of it. And uh, I never really had true success on the pier, but on the sides of it, I always did. Yeah. And, uh, of course, Bart knows that, and that's why, you know, as he was walking up the approach, he's fishing those edges and catching fish. 
you get out there on well, the end, you're yeah. fishing over all that mud. And the you remember right off of the end of the pier, there used to be a big gravel pit. There's a uh, a rock pile out there that they dumped out there years ago. Um, when they redid the pier back in like 1985. Yeah, and uh, that that was good structure, but you couldn't cast that far. Mm-hmm. If you didn't have a boat, you couldn't get out to anywhere close to it. Yeah, I never fished the pier. I always fished the outer edges of it. Exactly. That that's where all the fish were, yep. dude. Yep. Not on the end of it. Just you, just on out. No, just right outside no. of casting distance. It's right there. Almost got it. No, you don't got it. You'd catch more fish on the con- on the on the granite. Uh, water break there going into Demon's Landing uh, on the other side of either one of that. You catch more fish there than you would ever at the end of the pier. Now, I will well, say, I remember I, I will say that was deck. the first time I ever saw people out there. Uh, that was the first time I ever seen them fishing with balloons because they would th- let them balloons float their bait out. Oh, that was probably shark fishermen. That's, mm-hmm. That was an old shark fishing trip, man. Get yeah. a, a trick to How get many out. balloons can you float? Two at balloons. One time. Two balloons, and then you would tie it to a lifesaver, and you would let it drift out till the lifesaver uh, dissolved and drop yeah. your bait. It is illegal. That's right. That's to, right. Yeah. It is illegal to release ten or more balloons in the state of Florida. You know, back then no one cared. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we got we got FWC Commission uh, Bill George on there. Bill George. <laughs> hey, Bill, you need to skip a couple commission meetings, tenor, buddy. Tenor, You're starting to drink more. the Kool Aid, man. Yeah. <laughs> hey. You think about it. That's littering. Hey, you know what? Last night That's on Lake littering. Hancock, there was balloons all down the side of that lake. Happy yeah. birthday to somebody. Yeah. So are you ever going to give it a shot, Gene, or are you pretty much done with the pier? I don't know if I'm ever going to go. Right now, I don't even know if I'm going to go back it, down it, there. Might go back to eat a dock for if, if we got If we got a, a little outage, you know, planned, you at least want to go wet a sinker. You don't even have to put a hook on it. If oh, we yeah. if we all went there <laughs> yeah, with yeah. nothing but sinkers, and you said, to her, say, "Sorry, we're not fishing." I'll, I'll be bringing I'll be bringing a Doc Scoopy jig if I'm going to make the <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Effort, you're not going to you you're not going to put Gino over the top of water and not have him put a lure on the end of the line, dude. Officer, what is the definition of fishing? <laughs> hey Bill, weren't you the what one is saying the legal don't definition of fishing? I don't even need a fishing license. But, but, you know, ultimately, Braden, you're right. They kept saying all along the new pier, and I mean, I was against it. I I don't know how it ever went through, and you know that you live in St. Pete, you pay taxes here. Oh yeah, fishing will be a lot. Oh fishing, oh yeah, but of course fishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And basically, the fishing is like this little. It should be like leprosy corner. No. It's just a little designated area, and the only reason I saw it, there was a couple little plastic signs pointing toward it. But yeah, it's it's not it's not the bill of goods we were sold. Well, yeah. none of it is. Well, but, none of it is. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, but I don't know. We'll have to see. Well, at least we'll make the news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, it would be absolutely great to have them come and check your fishing license. Just say I don't need one, and uh, don't hey. e- never reel in your rod. Until they go to write you a ticket and say, I don't need one. And then you sit there and say, well, what's the definition of fishing? I don't, I'm not here to catch anything. I'm just here to make a statement. I have a, I have a, I have a weight tied on the end yeah. of my line. Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm a scientist trying to figure out fast the dipsy uh, sinker. <laughs> yeah. Stretching, <laughs> stretching the line. You're getting the kinks out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're just getting the tangles thing. out. Yeah. We're having a casting contest. <laughs> you go down to downtown St. Pete and there's one of those police in uh, the golf cart going by every 30 seconds like a taxi cab but there's a massive protest and people jumping on tables and everything in the restaurants down there and there's not one for two miles i just don't understand that at all 
Uh, it's because you got to have a bullhorn. If you have a bullhorn, then you're exempt from anything. So if we go down there and we do our fishing <laughs> protest and we have a few bullhorns, we just talk to each other. Bill, you catch anything down there? No, not a nibble down here. How about you? How about you, Bart? Nope, nothing over here. Then we're all good. I that, guess that's it. That's, that's the way to do it. Well, Gino, go enjoy your Saturday. It's a beautiful day, man. Don't stay inside all day. No, sir. You guys have a good day, too. All right, man. Take it easy. Bye-bye. See you, buddy. Bye. <sighs> well, you I'm know, in for it. I, don't, I really am. I'm in for it. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything on the air. I don't want to pick a date. This would be like the old days. This would be like an '80s rave, you know, where you have to like uh, go to a flash site. mob. Yeah, flash mob, and let everybody know that we're all going to be there, <laughs> and we're all going to be there and meet down at the pier and go uh, fish, not fish, kind of thing, and uh, do that and see what we no. can do. You, you turn around and you, you get a hundred people, one of them be fishing. And you tell the officer, you got to figure out which one it is. <laughs> F- fishing roulette. Yeah, fishing roulette. That'd be funny. You can't make me bring in my line. <laughs> I guess we'd have to do it on a weekend when there's probably more people down there or something like that, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, you don't I get, do it in the middle here's of the a week. mask, here's a snorkel, figure out which one has bait. I think Bart was down there on Wednesday, I think is when uh, when he called me. So it was middle of the week. He said there wasn't anybody down there. So I guess we should go if it's going to be. It has to be on a weekend. At least yeah. we know the security guard schedule. He'll be there Wednesday. Probably uh, works every Wednesday. Yeah, well, we don't want to overwhelm the poor Or hand guy. him a poll. Go, you know what? For you, since you thought no, about no, us, you sit there, there's one you for sit you, there and yeah. say, <laughs> you, sit, you sit there and say, oh, oh. My chest, my chest, hold this and hand them the pole <laughs> and then take a picture of them. <laughs> Busted, dude. <laughs> Put that up on Christmas' uh, Facebook page. Hey, I saw your boy out fishing Security on the pier. Security guard today. fishing on the pier. <laughs> well, it's going to take some time. we got to get this all together so we can alert all the news agencies to show up as well. But if we're going to do the broadcast, where are we going to do it from? Right in the middle. We'll have to find some place down there. Literally, uh, a dolly, a 12-volt battery, an inverter, boom. You think you could do it that way without plugging into shore power somewhere? Oh, yeah. Just yeah. show up with a generator and keep it in the back of your oh, yeah. keep it in the back of the Suburban. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and enjoy your weekend while we scheme evil things. Time to go to Fred's. Carlos is bow fishing. That's all I know. Is he's he's doing bow fishing. He's not saying no fishing. All right, have a great weekend, you guys. We'll see you next Saturday. It's Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford. Go out and enjoy your weekend. It's going to be a beautiful one. Thanks, Diego, for all your hard work today. We'll see you next Saturday. Bye, everybody.